Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And let's talk sports. Ah. <laughs> Amateur Hour! Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Amateur Hour. That was the heavy metal intro edition. Treyas, we're on episode 24. We're still here. Kobe. We never left. You know, people think that we fell off back in 08, but we're still here. We're still, yeah, we're still here 2016. Kobe. This is this is our comeback, Kobe. <laughs> Rip Bean. <laughs> This is our comeback tour, um, officially season two. Just kidding. I'm going to do season two after episode 50. I think that'd be good. I think, yeah, I think we got to get to a half century. I think so. That'd be good. Actually, honestly, why don't we just do 52? Because that'll probably be the new year. Ooh. Oh, so each year is like a season? Ooh. Each year is a season. <laughs> we just get older. Oh, I like that. It's like, it's like year three. I'm like, and welcome back to <laughs> Amateur Hour. What are they selling? <laughs> <laughs> That's that league podcast. <laughs> I remember when they first invented podcasts. <laughs> I always hated it. <laughs> now I can listen to them on my hologram. <laughs> I can't wait for the day. Trace, have you ever seen Star Trek? I'm, like I know Star Trek. My mom's a huge Star Trek okay. fan, but I'm okay. I yeah, delved into your it. Mo- your mom's a real one. One, two. <laughs> um, they have this thing in Star Trek where it's it's I think it's called like the replicator, and it just makes anything. Like it just combines you know atoms to just create like matter, or it just like rearranges the matter in the air to like make food. So you can ask it for anything, and it just creates it. And that I hope that they make something like that before I die. Honestly, that's kind of fire. Right. But also, like saying. I that would feel be like, fire. But I feel like that could also be like misused ve- improperly. Like it's. You think so? <laughs> so yeah, someone's gonna be like, "Hmm, <laughs> I wonder if these atoms can make a gun." <laughs> They're like, "Wow, <laughs> I did <Well>, it." <laughs> uh oh. You know what I want before I die is smell a vision. Smell a vision. Yeah, but that? specifically only like so like you'd be able to like, but specifically only for like cooking channels. So like. Say, like, <laughs> there's, like, a Food Network show on, right? Or, like, a cooking channel or something, right? And they're, I don't know, they go to, like, a festival or a carnival or they're, they're doing something in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, ooh, like, I wonder if those nachos are actually good. Right. Like, I want to smell, I want to, maybe I'm in the mood to, like, you know. Smell. Smell some nachos. Like, and I, So you can me- smell it through the TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, then I get, like, wouldn't it honestly be a better consumer sell? Because then you'd be like, oh, that makes me more hungrier than just looking at nachos. Oh, I would buy everything so fast. Like, I, that would be that would be dangerous, Shrey. That would be dangerous. I know. But I'm also, I'd be like, <laughs> if, say, like, say, like, you see, like, a factory make, like, candy or something or, like, ice cream. Like, oh, you my wanna, God. Like, yes. Like, would you want to, like, smell it? Or wouldn't yes. You, or, what if, or what if they could, like, you know, hand it to you through your TV? What happens if we're doing like, oh my God, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. if you can just like create like a food and, and I'm going to say just strictly for food, like a portal. <laughs> like if I pay $19.95 plus shipping and handling, I can get this like Rachel Ray lasagna mm-hmm. right in front of me like that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And then you can eat along as they eat with it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Scientists, yeah. scientists of the world, please. We <laughs> need this. 
please. <laughs> we need TV portals and smell vision <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So we are going to jump right in. Shreyas, take us to the weekly highs. The weekly highs. Yes, sir. So we'll start with those weekly highs. I am officially past the two-week mark of fully vaccinated status. Congratulations. How was your third arm, Shrey? My... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've grown grown new limbs, and (laughs) my my third chakra is now open. Oh, see, that's what they don't tell you. I see see everything. I'm just, like, mentally (laughs) more focused, and I'm calmer. And mm. no, but like on, on, on the, on a real tip, like I feel, I definitely feel more confident about, you know, going outside and, you know, just existing, hanging yep. out, existing, being in the world, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm still keeping it safe. My, all my uh, family members are not that two week status yet. So I, you know, I was trying to set a good example and, you know, just wearing a mask where I feel like, okay, like, you know, this may be places where yeah not many vaccinated people are you know there's still a chance that you know people can get it right, right, right. so you know just being safe but you know that, for people. like small for small hangs and stuff i feel better when everyone's vaccinated and i don't have to like exactly have bulging eyes every time I'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> who's I, no straight still though i'm not gonna lie yeah i was at a restaurant today i was i was out grabbing pizza uh with my friend tom and I had a tickle in my throat that was literally because like I had like a crumb stuck in it. Mm. And it was the most uncomfortable thing because I didn't want to cough. Right. Because like I know that I'm I'm all set and like everything's good, but I was like <laughs> and like I just there's nobody <laughs> even in the restaurant. Like it wasn't a big deal. I could have just like cleared my throat, been totally fine, but I got so self-conscious. Like, <laughs> did you like did you like run to the bathroom or something? What did you do? I drank so much water I just flushed it. I had to pee really bad after that. But yeah, yeah. Well, the worst part is when it like gets stuck in like the phlegm in your throat, and then you're like, now it's like phlegmy, and it's like a phlegmy cough. It's not even just like a dry cough, and you're like, oh. yeah, you're like, yeah, I don't want to hawk this loogie, but I also don't <laughs> don't want to cough. Okay, I gotta say though, when I'm sick, this might be an unpopular opinion. I would rather a more, <laughs> I would rather a clumpier cough than a dr- like a wicked dry cough. Like I feel like I'm making progress when I'm getting stuff uh, up and out oh. versus just me going like. <clears throat> You know what I yeah. mean? No, I definitely, I definitely feel that. But I feel like for me, a dry cough lasts longer when I'm sick than yes. the clump. And that's what I hate. It's just like, I'll be like, you know, four weeks past and then I'll just get a dry cough and I'll be like, oh, are you freaking kidding me? That's I'm, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yep. and then it's like, you feel it, you feel it like in your chest more. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm like, dang, like it felt like I just had like a little bit of heartburn there. Like, it's just like it reverberated. <laughs> My chest like reverberated after that cough i've got heartburn all right so shay what about sports what is good in the world of sports this week all right so this is a couple this is uh the beginning of the week but i I wanted to shout out kevin durant's amazing game five performance uh one for the ages oh yeah 49 49 17 rebounds i think he had 11 assists um that that second half was unbelievable he was hitting everything insane i think that to me was the kevin duran is back moment and Mm. i know he's been good in just throughout the season like 
but he's had those injury concerns, right? He's been rested, and but well, he was out Dur- for a good chunk, yeah, yeah. But playoff Durant is another animal, and you know that as well as I do, Max. It's just yes, he yeah. if he's in a zone and it the games matter, he just he just turns it up a notch, like you've seen in Golden State, you saw it in Oklahoma City. It's just that guy will never change. He he does do some stuff. And it happened again this year. It's always one thing I feel like that ticks me off about Durant. And I know this year was the bodyguard thing, but he does he does do <laughs> he, he does do stuff where you're like you're you're too good to be like I guess a part of that or doing that or just that being like that level of pettiness that's not part of the sports where it's like pettiness yep. outside of the sport. And so I'm like. You don't have to, dude. You're Kevin Durant. But then when you see performances like this, like they kind of make you like put push those thoughts to the wayside because it just shows you how amazing of a basketball player he is. He's, you know, He's, one of the best, okay, so Shay, do you the think, best do you, right now. I was gonna say, I was yeah. literally j- perfect. You read my mind. I was gonna say, do you think that he is the best player in the league right now? Right now, I think if you have Kevin Durant at full health, he is the greatest player in the NBA right now. And I say this mm. only because the offensive skill is just so much superior on a level than I guess the next person. Mm. Right. And, and, and and there's like levels of this, right? Like, like LeBron James, obviously LeBron James, you obviously know his, like his talent, his power, what he brings to the game, like kind of his demeanor, right? You like people get like fear LeBron when he's on the court, but people fear KD because of his size, his skill, he's 6'11", he can handle, he can shoot over everybody. His ability to not only do that, but when he's doubled, like, be willing to pass to his shooters. Mm. Like, it's insane. And he's, you know, money from the free throw line. So that's, like, another thing I guess right now he has over LeBron is, like, his ability to, like, when he's at the free throw line, you kind of don't have to worry about him missing a like he doesn't miss clutch free throws no he does not well i I mean it it has happened but it's it's one and he'll never miss again right so it's just like he you know he's had i don't know i think he's had a 50 40 90 season before i think i think in okc he has but so like that's the type of player he is we all know i'm not trying to diss lebron or anything we all know how amazing of a career and a talent he is but kevin durant is in his prime right now uh yeah uh, this year lebron i'm sorry but lebron was not you know when you saw games where lebron came back of his injury first before ad they were still losing they were still losing and in mm-hmm. him in the playoffs i've seen and i can kind of get behind the argument that he kind of gave up he didn't turn into lebron mode and i don't know if that's for fear of another injury but he wasn't he wasn't like miami lebron he wasn't no. 2016 LeBron in and, any way, shape, or form. And we can't expect him to be 2016 LeBron, but we... He's we, old now. I get right. it. Yeah. We, so, yeah. So, he's not old. He's old, but he's not washed up. And you know that his skill on the offensive side of the ball is, you know, superior to everyone in terms of he knows when to facilitate. He's a facilitator first. But then when he, when he wants to dominate uh, scoring the ball, he can. He just doesn't do that as often now because of what's around him. And I think a Mm -hmm. part of what Durant 
why Durant isn't in the conversation a lot or, you know, doesn't take the top spot a lot of seasons is because of the teams he's on. And that kind of goes against his people say, argument. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. Kevin he, doesn't have to, he doesn't have to dominate. He, he can he can get 25 and the Nets and the, the Warriors win by 30, right? Because Steph uh, has yeah. 30 and Clay has 30 and Kyrie right, and right. Harden, right? So, but then when you see games like that where you know – on, he's firing on all cylinders. He's still passing the ball, but then he's a honestly a really good defensive player when he puts his mind to it. Like, and it's not one of those things where like he has to put his mind to it. Like he he's just that physically gifted that he he can just create a presence on the defensive side of the ball and like match up with people like Giannis and like and it's not as hard as maybe you know. LeBron having to labor through some of the defensive assignments and he, you know, he having to, you know, step back a little bit against guys that are, you know, more physically gifted than he is. So I just think, I just think you, you saw what Durant could do at a high level without the help and he could still win. I wish he, he didn't have to go through all the lengths he does to, you know, try to win. You know, people talk about the, the having to go to Golden State and, now having to you know create a super team in brooklyn but he doesn't have to do it well look at the end of the day he's one of the hardest workers in the game right and this is a man who came from nothing and made himself into something you know he might have weird tweets and he might take two girls to the same date (laughs) but i can't hate and i have nothing but respect for kd because of his game because of using his physical gift for using his platform i mean you know he just like like he grew up just playing street ball and then he like made himself into the best player in the league right now mm-hmm. and he again like you said he hasn't been the best player every single year mm-hmm. he's gotten a lot of flack for switching teams honestly though like if you were in his position wouldn't you do the same thing if you had an oh, opportunity sure. right if you knew that you were so good and you had an opportunity to go somewhere where you were just going to create a dynasty and you're going to tell me oh yeah i'm not going to do that because i'm going to ride or die with okc even though it's kind of a dying uh dying franchise right now like no i think i think people i think people take i think at least fans they like when things happen organically and i I, guess and i I know i know what you mean i know what you mean as if i was in that position obviously i would want to go to a team where you know i don't have to take on as much physical labor and toil just to to i don't even think it's that Right. I don't even think it's that. I think it's. I don't even think it's that. That Kevin Durant's like, oh, I can't handle this. I, I don't think it's that at all. Oh, I not- think it's that if you went to go to a t- if you had the opportunity to play with the best shooter of all time, right? Wouldn't you do that? I would oh, do for sure. That. Oh, for sure. Right. Well, it's two of the best shooters of all time. My God. Well, also, also, but I mean, you can't take away from the fact that it it takes the pressure off of you to be a part 100%. of that situation. Yes. So, like, yes. So, I think for a guy that loves to be a part of the conversation as much as he does, as the best player and you know wanting to be one of the greatest of all time and stuff to say that you know you did it with the help of you know other basically hall of famers that you went to doesn't really help your argument but i understand his position like i honestly like you know more power to the player right that they can make Mm -hmm. that decision and take the flack for it Mm -hmm. you know durant throughout his career in golden state did he you know was he the most you know, under the cover about why he went there and so like he he definitely showed that 
he got rattled when people asked him about it. He knew he was going to get asked about it. He did get rattled a bunch of times when people asked him about it, like, you know, Stephen A. Smith and he, you know, he'd go to the media and kind of <laughs> break media. <laughs> like, why do I, why do I need to talk to you? Like, I remember that was a famous uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thing he had, right? So, uh, yeah, so like he can, he can get, a, he, he can get a little testy, but like that doesn't take away any from his talent or, you know, his decision-making power and, you know, game five just showed like it shut a lot of people up that's the best offensive player in the game today. I think in a, in a league that requires so much for an offensive player now, and you have to score a lot like def- it's not, it's become less of a defense first league now. Like you have mm-hmm. to score now to win. Mm-hmm. That's the guy, that's the guy you would go to. So in this type of league, Kevin Durant's the best player in the world. So I agree with you about Kevin Durant, you know, and, and people I, I'm, you know, I'm sure I'll get some messages about it. be like, Oh, Kevin Durant, da, 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 da. whatever. Mm. That's fine. Whatever. Okay, so I'm going to transition over to the weekly lows. <laughs> the lows. I'm going to just run through my personal one real quick. Yes, sir. Uh, I broke my phone. I oh, put no. it on the uh, the hood of uh, my father's car, and I forgot about it <laughs> as I was playing basketball with him no. and my brother, and he drove away later in the day no. before I picked up my phone, and my phone went for a ride, and <gasps> it ended up like two miles down the road. Um, so I had to use like one of those fancy phone trackers. I went on a little adventure, found it. Screen was absolutely busted up. I was like, oh boy, I could still use it. So I was able to, you know, kind of get stuff organized before I could, you know, figure out getting a new one. And also getting a new one was really, really hard. There is a chip shortage apparently. And I'm a Samsung boy. That's right. I want all the haters. I want all the heat. I'm a Samsung boy. I, <laughs> I just, wait, 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 wait for phones too. I thought it was a card chip issue there's a Both. phone chip issue too. for phone oh my god yeah i was oh at verizon and uh they're just like yeah we really only have iphones we have one samsung i'm like i will take that one i will take oh my that god, one. dude because i was planning on getting a new phone at some point too you Uh-oh. can still get iphones if, you, if you're an iphone um person. well i'm i'm in your boat i i've been using Android are you samsung boy too well yes. no i'm i'm an i'm an lg boy and lg doesn't even oh no anymore. okay goodbye <laughs> <laughs> No, I do I'm like kidding. Samsung. I do like Samsung. We accept but... we accept all phones here. Okay, yeah, I have yeah. no problem with iPhone personally. I think it's a I think it's a fun, simple operating system. I personally <laughs> like more customization. I gotta say, I get left out of a lot of group chats. My feelings have been hurt multiple times, where people are like, "Oh, dude, you see what happened to the group chat?" And I'm like, "No, it's okay. Well, it's I, fine. It's fine. You know, they're I... like, they're like, oh, we didn't invite you because we couldn't change the name. I'm like, okay, go." <laughs> As I write them down in my little black book. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is when, when people tell me like, "Oh, so you have an Android?" Oh, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, I also have more freedom. What are you going to do about it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's about freedom. It's about liberation. That's why we're here. <laughs> liberation. So that that is my personal low. It's yeah, my phone broke, but I got a new one. But it was hard. Anyway, going over to I I don't know. I had two that I wanted to talk about. We talked about one, Treyas. I sent you a post about it, and it was about my good friend, my dear good friend, Zion Williamson. Um, So actually, I'm going to let you decide. I'm going to let you decide which one I get mad about. Do you want me to talk about Zion, or do you want me to talk about the NBA Team Awards? Oh, okay. For purely a content perspective, I want you to go for Zion. Because that whenever you talk talk about two things, whenever you talk about Zion and Semi Ojale, it probably the best thing that i've ever heard in my entire life so i want you to take it away 
<laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the roast of Zion Williamson. <laughs> All right, so I saw a Bleacher Report report. Yeah. Right? That's correct. Yeah, report squared. Yep. <laughs> I saw a Bleacher Report squared report about Zion and his dear beloved family. Mm-hmm. The report said that Zion Williamson and his family are not happy with the New Orleans Pelicans front office. And not happy specifically with their failure to put pieces around Zion. I'm just going to give you a moment of silence just to... I'm going to say it one more time. Zion Williamson and his family are not happy with the New Orleans Pelicans for not putting pieces around Zion. Wow. Is all I'm going to say. So, Trey, I just before I get your thoughts, I just want to rant real quick. Yeah, go ahead. This man... Is a year two sophomore going to be a third year? Honestly, he's basically going to go into his sophomore year because this man did not play his first year, okay? Did not play because of injuries. Second year, he plays three quarters of the season, gets hurt. Is that his fault? No, not necessarily. I think it was Pelicans' like terrible load management. They played him 35 minutes a game every single game. Dude is overweight for the NBA, arguably. Yeah, I, I was going to interrupt you. I was going to say there is some you know concerns with him, with his conditioning at least. Like and his longevity too. His, yeah. his, his he may have slimmed down from year one to year two. Uh, not after that not playing. much. Yeah, but it's it's kind of minuscule because the conditioning is still not where it needs to be. He he can't be running around at that weight for multiple years. It's gonna hurt him in the long. It's run. gonna. Well, I, I'm just thinking about this dude's knees as well. Like that much power on your knees, you need to have iron freaking knees. Because think about the right. size of his quad, his hamstring, and his calf. All of that plus the tendons in there, they are all pulling with so much force all the time. Because this man, if you've ever watched him play, all he can do is jump, right? Right. He can jump and kind of finish down low and in the post. Oh, Zion had the best field goal percentage in the paint this year. Great. Let let let, let me know a time that he shot a mid-range. Let me know a time that he shot a three. The only place that he played was in the paint. So I would hope that he would be good at it. So for this year two fellow, to say that the organization that he was drafted by is failing him because they didn't put pieces around him is ridiculous. The ego on this boy makes me mad. It makes me mad. Yeah, he, it definitely it makes it definitely, me mad. It definitely was. I was like kind of disgusted from the fact that he's 20 years old. He's still under his rookie contract, right? Yes. And. and to hear somebody that early kind of take the same responses that developed superstars have given uh-huh. about, right? So like, uh-huh. like the Katie's and the LeBron's and the, you know, potentially the, the, the Damian Lillard's and, you know, who knows, right? Like the those types of Kawhi yes. Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, like yes. those guys that have made our established stars. The John Walls, the Russell Westbrooks. There's so many, but those are all established players. They finished off their rookie deals. Mm-hmm. They were on yep. their second deals. Sometimes A lot of them resigned. The, yep. Sometimes even their third, like it's, it gets to that yep. point. Right. Right. And then they get, and then they get disgruntled because, Hey, I've given you six, seven, eight, nine years. Yes. It's happening. Right. Yes. It, th- so I'm 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 getting worried from a standpoint that the NBA is has so much power to the player and is so afraid of the player. Right. That these younger stars are like, I want to go where I want to go. Can basically choose and 
dismantled the operation that they're a part of. <laughs> right? It's 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 getting that serious where these guys yeah. are top three picks, right? The like especially the top I would say one through five have so oh, yeah. much power now on these yep. teams that they can basically say, okay, at this point, I'm telling you right now, if you don't do anything by year three, I'm gone. I'm not gonna sign my second deal. I'm not gonna I'll I'll take less money to sign somewhere else. I know you have you know all the rights on me and whatever, you can sign me to the max deal or whatever but i'll take them i'll take the max of another team like that's less because i want to be in a so i want pieces well straight 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 i just want to i just want to say all right so for for the new orleans pelicans this year had the best year that they've had in a while they've had the best year that they've had since it was ad and boogie before both of them got hurt yeah right? they made the they made the playoffs one year where well, they made the playoffs right and yeah. they, they got they were they were a solid first round exit but this year they've had the best year they've had in a while just record wise in terms of uh how enjoyable the games are to watch right mm-hmm. zion too he is his ego his ego is insane to me it seems like he is actually taking these lebron comparisons to heart if you are a year two he's played a cumulative of like one year of games like he hasn't even played like a regular like 82 game season because of his injuries yeah. this year and his injuries last year. And yeah. so for him to say, oh, you're not putting enough pieces around me. Think about who he has on the team. Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, right? He, mm-hmm. he has two you know, up and coming, really solid players. Brandon Ingram is phenomenal. They so for some, you to say, I don't have pieces, pieces too. Yeah, they, some they good have good bench pieces, pieces too. They're yeah. not all the way there. You're no. right. They didn't make the playoffs. But Shreyas, I want to say something. You thought. Mm-hmm. And I, I respect your takes. You, at the beginning of the season, were like, hey, they actually could. I have confidence in them. That says a lot about the state of the team. Sure. Last year, would you have said that they were going to make the playoffs? No, no. They Absolutely didn't, not. They didn't, right. have, they didn't have Zion. And another thing is, too, they, they're they making decisions that are, are hopefully on the path to, you know, you know, resolving some of the doubts that his family had. Like, they fired Stan Van Gundy and... That I think they're gonna, you know, be on a yeah. path. But they have, you're right. They have the young core. I think they just need a better leader. They just have too many young guys. Yes, like Steve, I don't yes. think Stephen Adams is enough. And I think Stephen Adams. <laughs> All is right, like lads, a, a, we're gonna go play basketball. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm absolutely huge. <laughs> <laughs> He's all of Australia. Remember Tommy said that about uh. Who's Adams? All of Australia. Oh, Aaron Baines. Uh, Aaron Baines. Yeah, Aaron Baines. Yep. Yeah. So Stephen Adams too, <laughs> but. I think that I think Stephen Adams at this point in his career is a is a nice bridge veteran. He's like he's like a good guy to have in your locker room, solid dude, but he's just not going to be the guy to to call young guys out and you know I just agree. be a nice a floor general type of type of guy from his position, right? Like right. they need somebody that's going to be a vocal leader on that team. Because Zion, very mellow guy. Brandon Ingram, very mellow guy. Lonzo Ball, very mellow. Guy. Like they have a lot of guys that. I feel like that will mesh well. They just need direction, right? Yeah, they feel like they they have a nice cohesiveness. They don't have a lot of loud personalities, but they need yes. somebody that can tell, that can get through to them, right? And I think Zion and a lot of these young guys don't give their teams enough time. Yes, to exactly. figure it out. To figure it out, exactly. I think, yeah, there's a time and a place to call for a trade. For sure. Like it's not when you're a year two. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's it's not not when you're a year two. And you haven't done anything. You get one all-star. Like like that's the other thing that boggles my mind is you get one all-star appearance and you in some way feel entitled and your family is like, Oh, you're not doing enough. Just break it down for a second. Get a little bit of perspective. You're playing in the NBA. 
You are fortunate enough to be selected by the media who loves you and adores you oh, to be an all-star your first year, even though there were some people who deserved it probably over you, bud. I would say I'm on, just gonna I'm just I gonna would, say, I would that. say on his own team. Oh, yeah, Brandon Ingram. Right. So think about just on the opposite, because you talked about guys requesting trades, right? Like these right. superstars. And and I agree with you. I think it is actually kind of becoming a problem within the league where it's starting to become player centric, where somebody's just like, I'm not happy, show goodbye. What happened to the Damian Lillards, the Stephen Currys, the Kobe Bryants, the Dirk Nowitzkis? What happened to these people who got drafted were literally grateful beyond belief for this NBA team giving them the opportunity to play the sport that they love? They were so thankful that they were like, you know what? I'm just going to stay here. I'm Correct. just going to stay here. Again, unless I'm traded. And of course, you know, you bring up, you brought up the Kobe trade last episode. That's right. a special example. But Kobe still stayed. He did. These, th these players through the thick and the thin, through the thick and the thin, said, I'm going to stay with the franchise that gave me the chance to do the sport that I love. So for Zion Williamson, who literally has no status and just hype and the biggest ego I've ever seen, on God, it's, it, it, it pisses me off. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I, so, I, yeah, just to wrap it up, I, want, I wanted to say that I think a lot of these conversations that get leaked about, you know, dissent by players for their own team's decision-making early on in their career, at least, I think they need to be had, like, instead of, you know, some sort of pettiness and kind of putting it out in the media, these conversations need to be had internally because I feel like a lot of these young players, they need to play out their, their first contract. They need to, like, they need to play it out because you never know when you might like a situation. Like it takes a while. And like with people, like we talked about, like Paul Pierce and Kobe Bryant. Yeah. They may feel angry at some point in their career for being on the team because they have, you know, they go through lulls and their team performance has not been good and, you know, nothing's really being done. But I feel like if you gave the organization a chance, most of all these, all these organizations want to win because they make some money and for yes. them to win, they're going to have to spend money. So they're going to get some guys that are going to fit around you as long as they believe that you're a part of that, that. Yes. Piece. And I think oh, communication, right. communication yes. is so unheard of in the league today it's a lot of just like he said she said putting it out in the media then the player hears it or the player puts it on the media and then the organization hears it but there's no internal communication and that's where a lot of the dissent comes from and i think yep that's just yep. like that's just like a life thing but also like the nba needs to get their shit together <laughs> with all these teams <laughs> i as i i completely i mean you you said you said it perfectly there needs yeah. to be communication uh, and and you need to give you need to give a team time, right? Like I said before, New Orleans had the best year that they've had in a while, and it's because in some part of Zion's contributions, it's in part you know with the bench, it's in part with the starters. Like people, you know, Josh Hart even had some great games this year. Great. You know yeah, what I mean? He, he's an awesome player this year, right? So you got to give them time, Zion. You haven't even played enough for you mm. to be saying this seriously. It's not like you played eighty two games both seasons. You know, again, forgive bubble. It's less than you know, 82, but All right. it's not even like you played every single game. It's not even like you, you were like a Carl Anthony towns and you tried really hard and you still lost. You know what I mean? And you feel, and like I said, you feel for the guys that have been there five, six, seven years. And yeah. That's like, yes. Then they're not getting the help they need. Like, like I feel bad for cat because cat has great talent and he, you know, he's, he's, shown it that he can play at a high level in the NBA 
And when he got the pieces around him, when they got Jimmy Butler and when they got some of those more vocal leaders that kind of, you know, put his feet to the fire and he, you know, he worked his ass off that year. Like it worked, right? They went to the playoffs that year. But then right. I think now they're back to square one. They're not really doing much. So I feel for a guy like that that maybe wants, maybe would want to get traded in the middle of his contract. That makes perfect sense. Right. Yeah. Cat, cat, right. We'll give the pass. Or right. just other players in that in that position. If you if you're on your second contract and it's been at least four years, right? You can't be a year two. Like if you that that's when I'll be like less upset about it. Like if you've given four solid years, you finish your rookie contract and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I believe in myself. But but also like that that's the other thing too. It's the ego. You're like you think that you're good enough. You think that you're the star player. Mm. You're gonna be and honestly, Zion, you're gonna be a solid role player. Until you can develop a jump shot, you're going to be a role player in some way. Yeah, a role player who can score 24 points a game. That's great. Yeah. But everything comes from the paint. You don't have a mid-range. You don't have a jump shot. And if people keep you off your spots, which they're going to learn to do this year, what are you going to do? Yeah. And and I think it all comes from he's always been the quickest jumper, right? So he's able, even if he's not able to get his best first shot, he can jump so quickly to his offensive rebound that you know, it becomes a good play at the end, but he's got to learn to, you know, play better on the floor. And I think if he learns to do that, then he's going to obviously be a much better player in the long run. But I don't think it's been enough in the league to, you know, put out reports like that. I don't know how much he has to do with it, but he definitely knew he definitely has to know about it. Right. Even if it's his team putting out the report, like he can always say like, Hey guys, Hmm. Let's not let's not do this right now because I'm I know I'm trying to solidify my spot in the league and solidify my play, and if you know we start talking about me wanting to move at the age of twenty, like we're gonna get some issues because then that's a bad how, that's a bad rep that's a yeah, bad rep I don't know how teams are gonna feel about me later on like if he's just a flight risk every team he goes to so exactly right and 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 right and that 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 reflects poorly on you as a player and as a character. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, and that's why, you know, you have to respect Damian Lillard, right? Mm-hmm. That's why you have to respect Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, we talked about Kevin Durant, and, and we talked about the opposite side of the spectrum where you're like, okay, I know that I'm good. I have the opportunity to go play with a great shooter. But again, Kevin Durant did his time with the Sonics slash OKC. Yeah. He, like, he did. Like, when he, he did, changed. He, he did, I think, he, yeah, eight or nine years in that organization, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. He did his time. Yeah. And so, so I'm not saying that down the line you can't request a trade. You can't say let's go somewhere else, right? But you, but showing loyalty to your, the franchise that drafted you, because nobody, the, the percentage of people that get to play in the NBA is so astronomically small, right? That like I don't know, man. I just no. I I think we're on the same boat here. I think there has to be a certain amount of time before you can know what the team's intentions are and if they have done good on those intentions, and if it's you know, coming out that you're saying all these things, you know, earlier than that timeline, then you're going to be thought of differently than if you were saying this, you know, after six, seven years or after your rookie contract. 110%. Yeah. 110%. So quickly before we head out, I wanted to shout out the Utah Jazz and their fan base. Uh, I know one, uh, one former friend from college, um, if you're listening, I broke your table. I'm sorry. We paid for it. It's all set. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but if you're listening, it's the only kid I know in New England that is a Utah Jazz fan. Um, so if you're listening, I I'm sorry for you. I what I don't want to say I called it, but I did call it that the Utah Jazz are going to be a solid second round exit. 
they had. Remember when we talked about that? Actually, remember on this show, one of the episodes where you asked me, you're like, so what do you think? Is this a fluke or are they going to the top? Yes, sir, because they yeah, had a that. phenomenal regular season and the Jazz, they were a fluke. Could not pull it together. Yeah, but it's not for a lack of their best player not like trying. Like he, I don't know if I said that right, but Donovan Mitchell gave it his all. I think he, you could tell in key moments, so, and I was talking about this, you could tell in key moments in that game. What's the issue? Yeah. Yeah. So you could tell in key moments in that game when his ankle, like, he just couldn't, you know, get to the lane. He couldn't jump higher than he did. He's kind of like Zion in a sense of that he relies when he gets into the lane on his athletic ability, his jumping ability, his ability to get enough hang time to create space in the lane and on layups and stuff. He wasn't able to do that. He had to play more on the floor in the last couple of games and it just wasn't working. I think the supporting cast, although they're good and they have shooters, there's not another guy, maybe other than Clarkson, that you can call on to take off the a little bit of the offensive burden. Matreus, what about Joe Ingles? What about Royce O'Neal? What about three-time DPOY Rudy Gobert? And that's a, that was a big issue with me too. The, <laughs> the the defensive collapse of the Jazz yesterday, and especially how they exposed Rudy Gobert, is something that they have to keep an eye on in Utah because they gave him a massive contract and massive, it, massive, a, right? Super, super max. They gave him more of the two hundred million dollar contract, Shaq. Shaq is probably still beating his fist now. Well, I'm better than Rudy Gobert. How, how come they didn't give me two hundred million? Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? So those, yes. those, those. That was a good uh, Shaq too. I like that. Back to you, Ernie. Okay, I don't know how Ernie. I'm wearing a bow tie. But over to you, Kenny. <laughs> I'm going to say a lot of sentences that don't mean anything, but I'm going to sound like I'm smart. But until you listen to me carefully and you replay this one more time, you'll know that I haven't said a word in the past 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Do we just roast? Who are we, Shreyas? We're a bunch of amateurs. We have no right to roast these men. Yeah. They, but... they are They are our broadcasting gods. We that's look just, up to you. Ernie, that's... Kenny, Shaq, Chuck. I think, that's a, I think that's a sign of a real amateur is roasting people that you know you can't really roast <laughs> yeah we can't we can't even touch they're, they're literally like if they ever saw if they ever hear this ever they'll be like who the who are you <laughs> yeah we'd be lucky to make the steam room or the big podcaster <laughs> i'd like to take a moment to apologize to absolutely no one <laughs> no one <laughs> All right, so so yeah, the Utah Jazz, the defensive collapse, because everybody's like, every year everybody's like, Utah Jazz's defense is phenomenal, and so is their offense. And I got to give them credit. Uh-huh. They are fun to watch in the sense of like team basketball. Uh-huh. But do you, you watch them in the playoffs, I was like, where did all that go? Uh-huh. Like you guys, I think, got a little scared. Like just I just I've seen so many highlight plays of 10 passes on a single possession to find the best shot. And like, wow, a lot of that happened because that's how they play. It's just like, wow. I Sometimes. Think, yeah, and I think that they played it the way that they're the Clippers at least played it the way they were supposed to, in that they they made them go small, right? There's, they should have made them go small. They didn't, but when the Clippers went small and they you know had Terrence Mann who unbelievable oh my performance, God. I could have I could have made him my weekly weekly high because 
he 39, was he basically played like Kawhi. Like, but the reason was they kept Rudy Gobert on the floor, and they never tried out a lineup when they had that small lineup where Rudy Gobert wasn't really on the floor, right? Because they're afraid of paint, just losing the paint and then having... Paint penetration, right. Yeah, yeah. They're, and then having Reggie Jackson or Paul George, and I think that's what Rudy Gobert said at the end in his post game was, I had to stay in the paint because what if Paul George and uh, Reggie Jackson come in and they just drive all over us? So I didn't step up on Terrence Mann, but I don't know. If you had another one of those small guys that were like the Royce O'Neal types, the like just a guy that like, like PJ a forward Tuck, type that can the defend. PJ yeah. Tucker type, like yeah. you could have played that style of basketball to counteract it and see what it worked. Like, mm-hmm. I, but you had to have kept Bruno Bear off the floor and you can't do that. The guy makes 200 million, right? It always comes down to money. <laughs> like you pay this guy the big bucks. He's got to figure out how to perform on the court and it just didn't work out. And I was, uh, was Terrence man's dunk gross. all over Rudy one. That should have been he did it twice. He, he did it once in the game before. And then he did the freaking putback dunk in that game. And I was like, Insane. Oh my God, this, this man's going to have to buy him a casket at the end of the game. Like, the what? No. Yeah. Like I haven't seen, I don't think I've uh, very rarely does Rudy Gobert get, get posterized. Does he get crucified? Yeah. But he was, he was put on a, a, a snap still photo image twice. That first one, I was like, oh. "That's a foul, too. Should have been an and one." Oh. That man, Terrence Mann. Oh my god, I, you know, I'm jealous of Terrence Mann because that oh. man was alive. He was alive. I appreciate all of the energy that he brought. Even oh in a my game, god, even though I wish the Utah Jazz had won that game, man, it was so cool to see someone perform way above what we thought they could and continue over a full game. It wasn't just like a spurt in the game. And you're like, "Oh, the guy had 15. He's good. He had 39. So he played every quarter as well as he did." Uh-huh. The last, and that's just yep, yep. And I just I feel bad. I feel so bad for Kawhi. He's another one of my favorite <laughs> players. Another just brilliant hard worker. Yeah, uh, you know he stays out of the limelight. He just does what he came came. You know, is in the league for right. Um, and and he's somebody who I can't. You know, again we're talking about leaving teams and staying with teams. As much as people wanted to, him to stay in Toronto, me and I was one of them. Um, you know, cause I kind of, I'm not gonna lie. I bandwagoned a little bit on the Toronto championship run. I was excited for them to upset the dynasty, which they did. Right. Right. But for him to give it his all in a team where everybody's like, Oh, well, Kawhi was having a bad attitude on the Spurs. So he's not going to do anything to Toronto for him to actually like try and give it his all and play through the finals with like an injured ankle and knee. Mm. And for him to bring the chip to Toronto I, in my book, you helped them win that chip. You, you made history. You can go wherever you want. You can go back oh, to California sure. to be to your family. Like yeah. that is all right by me. Th- that well, that was a that was a calculated risk that the Raptors made. It wasn't that Kawhi had you know planned to sign with Toronto. He never made any commitment. He had right, one year left right. on his contract. That was a calculated risk by Masai Jerry to bring him because they wanted to win. They had the team to win, and they won. So I don't you know blame Kawhi for leaving because he never made a commitment either contractually or verbally so yeah that, yep. like that, that's it that's just like he can go wherever <laughs> he wants afterwards he's a he's a free agent that's how free agency works he should be over <laughs> what to do la <laughs> what to do i'm a fun guy <laughs> <laughs> goat goat that's all i'll say yeah i um i just i you know prayers out for Kawhi. in acl injury is the worst thing on earth and it's up cr- there and as of you know, a couple hours ago, Chris Paul too. They're both of them aren't going to play game one, so 
We'll see wait, how wait, that qu- goes. Is Chris Paul because of COVID? Or? Yeah, the protocols got it to him. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't miss any more games after game one, but that's going to be a tough game one to watch without both of those players. Definitely. Oh, I mean, that's... Listen, also, but, but I mean, think about that too. The history in the Western Conference right now, Clippers versus Suns. Insane. I will be tuned into mm. every single game with my eyes glued to the screen. Yeah. Just like how the, the teams have come so far, right? So you had the Suns so good in the mid-2000s. Then they suck horribly, really bad. And then now they're back up top just because, you know, a couple moves can get you there. The management decisions, management changes can get you there. So it's all, right. I love the ebbs and flows of the league. Right. It's really nice. Yep. Yeah, I agree, Shreyas. All righty. Well, you have been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a very spicy episode this week. As you know what? We're always spicy. <laughs> this is a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace.